Go to Proverbs 17:22. We ain't going to be here very long. It don't take very long. You'd be out of here lickety-split. Uh, we're talking, so we, we talked about keeping God first for three weeks. We're talking about health, and we're going to talk about family at the end. And, you know, Valentine's Day's there in the middle here coming up quick. Um, so as you kind of look at 1722 and start the service the way we did in Moscow and then the 830 service, and I got to be honest with you, the 830 service, they were a little nuts. I think some of them have been drinking. They were standing on their heads hooting and hollering about God, and I hope you guys just do as well. Amen. Just touch your mind right here. God, you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So we believe it and receive it in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Um, just because people say, you know, whatever about you or your mind or whatever, be careful about the words that you speak on, on one or the other. Amen. Um, don't heap a curse on yourself or your family. God's given us a, a wonderful mind and a wonderful body. And uh, we're going to take care of it and believe his promises. Amen. Uh, it's a note-taking sermon, so you can take some notes down. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I don't think there's anything wrong with medicine at all, as long as it's taken like you should. And, and, and there's a starting point and an ending point. That's my personal belief. I'm not a doctor. Uh, but I know a, a joyful heart can change a world. It can change a life. I know that joy is a, uh, joy is a spiritual force, Pastor Jay. It's a spiritual force. And, and, and I know some people that, uh, that, that have theological differences than I have. That's okay. You can repent. But here's the deal. Mrs. Geeson thought that was funny. Joy is a spiritual force because it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and on and on and on. Amen? Don't sing it. We already know that. I feel like I don't sing that every time I hear that. You guys learned that in Sunday school, and that's good. Uh, that's good medicine. And the opposite of this is somebody that's always bitter. Just say, oh, that's horrible. God didn't send his son Jesus to die on the cross so you could become more bitter. Is that proper English, more bitter? That's, I was, if I said more better, it would really be bad. <laughs> Betterer. I feel like I'm in school again. Joyful hearts, but man, I just, I, I just, bitter people really don't tell anybody, but they stink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's okay to be bitter, but don't stay there. Life is too good to be bitter. Amen. Amen. And what is this, Jason, about bitterness that's attractive? Do you ever have somebody bite into something while you're eating dinner and go, man, this is really bitter. Here, taste it. What the heck? 
able to do that when something's really small. Like, oh my gosh, that about made me throw up here. Try some. <laughs> Amen. That's why I always say give it the sniff test, you know. And you learn how to develop that when you're a bachelor as a man. You just doesn't matter what the expiration date is. If it doesn't smell like bologna, it, bologna will, it can, yeah, bologna's a, I call it flat meat, but here's, it's like a hot dog. They, you, they'll last forever. You don't even actually, I'm not going to keep going here. <laughs> but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Crushed spirit. It doesn't take anything. To crush somebody's spirit or a woman, you know, you can knock the legs out from your husband by just telling him he's not a good provider or something like that. You're cr- Say it with me. You're crushing his spirit. Man, don't do that. I was watching a movie last night with Mark Wahlberg in it. It was about it was something inspired or something, and he became a uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagle football player. And it was, it was a neat movie. And... Uh, and uh, he was married to a gal, and, and, and they all lived in South Philly, and every, it was an industrial town, and, you know, some plants closed down. Everybody was kind of out of a job and all these different things, and, and she's like, oh, you're worthless, and this and that and the other. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, that really, that really cut to the bone. And then he ends up becoming a Philadelphia Eagle football player. I looked at my wife, and I go, man, timing stinks, doesn't it? Amen? So if you're waiting for God to do something, Trust me, he's already done it. He got you here today at church, didn't he? We got to be honest. You never would have thought these people would have showed up at church here. Go to 17.1. We'll pray about it. Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. You've been in both of them. But what, what King Solomon's saying here, he said, I would, I would rather have a morsel or a crumb from the king's table than to have steak and potatoes and live with strife. And that, that's a heck of a thing to turn down, steak and potatoes. But I don't want that if strife comes with it as a side dish. Amen. And you've been in the house where they're constant bickering, and that's, a, that's not a spirit of the Lord. That's a spirit of the enemy. Let, let's pray over this and pray over our health today. Lord, we just uh, want to believe that you got a better plan for our life. Uh, pray for uh, a sweet release of your anointing here. Uh, bless the offering today. Bless our health and mental, physical Financial, uh, Lord God, we want to we want to be healthy so we can we can serve you with passion. So let it happen and let it start now, as we bind the devil by the blood of the Lamb, uh, and ask for favor over our offering today in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord and thank your neighbor for coming too. Amen. Right next to you and behind you. Say, thanks for coming, Jack. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Talking about being healthy. Talking about a temple. <clears throat> a temple is a building for worship, or it's described in the Bible as your own body. And as a Christian, 
uh, God's Holy Spirit lives inside that container. Lord, it's also described as a jar clay, or the Apostle Paul calls it a tent. And I don't know about you, but I can't stand tent camping. Look at me. They ain't doing that no more. We do glamping. You know what glamping is? Glamping is with 32-foot dual slide. Hallelujah. That's a revival in itself right there. I remember when we were young, me and <coughs> we, uh, we'd go on these float trips, and, uh, me, and we woke up one day in a pup tent. You know why they call it a pup tent? Because the only thing that fit in there should be one pup. We woke up and the thing was collapsed on us. <coughs> and, the, uh, and the whole ground was flooded. Boy, I want to do that again, don't we? Hey, can you book that again, babe? So as you, as you grow older, the temple that God's given you gets a little more fragile. That's why I say I like glamping. I like the, the cushy things and the air con and the heat when you need it. And a shower too, amen. Uh, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Let's see. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, question mark? You are not your own. So after you've given your life to Jesus, your life is not just your life, it's God's life. You're his witness. You're his ambassador. Ambassador means representative of the company. So you're running around with the Holy Spirit inside of you. God wants you to represent him well. Amen? He wants you to take care of yourself. And a lot of people are out there now saying, it's my body, I'll do what I want with it. Well, you can, but is that God's best? I mean, you know, is it, is it going to kill you if you drink one beer or smoke one joint? No, but is that God's best? I've always told the church I wouldn't want somebody operating on my child that smoked a joint. Don't get quiet on me. I don't want him driving a bus either. Boy, it got even quieter there. And you surely don't want him drinking a beer before he performs surgery on your child, do you? Well, that's not God's best. God wants what's best for you. And it's time for us to grow up in the Lord, amen? amen. Quit making excuses. They're like armpits. Everybody's got two. So let me, let me pull this together a little bit and help you out with health. And hopefully I got a couple of funnies in here that will make you feel a little better about yourself when I talk about myself, that's for sure. Uh, so 12, it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. So I'll just pause right there. Um, it's okay to eat food, but don't overindulge. Do air quotes with me, overindulge or gluttony. That's the part I have a problem with. Getting up, drinking a glass of milk, and eating whatever it is I'm dreaming about. And it's usually chocolate-related. <laughs> so I thought about this, and, and it makes me work out harder when I get to the gym. And I'll just tell you that story here, too. And 
So we signed up for the gym, and we do all these workouts, you know. And so uh, the first part of my workout is spend 30 minutes getting on cardio and then 30 minutes on weights, and then we're out the door. Uh, I got to tell you about the cardio thing. So the 30 minutes on cardio, I can't stand, <coughs> excuse me, I can't stand running on the treadmill because you don't go anywhere. I mean, I'm just like, I'm in the same spot I started in 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, I got 10 more to go. And, and, and now when you go into the gym, <coughs> all the workout equipment has big screens on it. And do you know what I'm, I'm speaking of? They got screens, and there's hills, and you, you can watch movies. You can, do, you can probably bake bread or something. You plug in all kinds of stuff. But when you don't know anything about IT like me, you can't do anything. You're trapped on the treadmill just looking at the wall. And I'm like, man, I got 10 more minutes to go, and I can't stand this thing because I'm not going anywhere. <clears throat> Sometimes we got to do the things we don't want to do so God can give us the results we need to get. Amen. Amen. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think about that. And, and I'll, I'll be real honest with you, the back to the cardio thing, I just assume just go in the gym and start lifting weights because that's what I like to do. But when you get to my age, you know you need cardio more than you need to lift weights. Amen? I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting any thinner right now. Um, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything because if I'm dominated by something, then that becomes my God. That becomes my God. I can't be dominated by things or people or, or drugs or anything like that. I can't give the enemy that much authority in my life. He doesn't, watch this, he doesn't have jurisdiction of that area. That area belongs to me and my family. Amen? And, and, and that's all who I invite in that, uh, that part of my life. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for the food or for food and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality. So now he's going, he's going to be talking about health and sexual immorality kind of, you know, back and forth because the church of Corinth had all kinds of problems just like we have problems today. There was, there was sexual immorality, there's homosexuality, there was, there was prostitution, there was all kinds of stuff. We haven't really advanced that far in our humanity. I know a lot of people think we've arrived, but you're far from arrived. God's got a lot of work to do uh, on us, doesn't he? Amen. And ladies, if you're married, you would say amen. You married him. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that you're Bodies are members of Christ, and I talked to you about that. However you view your container, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute will become one body with her? For it is written, the two shall become one flesh. This is what we talk about when we get married. We talk about the two people coming together and becoming one flesh. And let me tell you something, I have to remind the church over and over that Jesus Christ came and died for his bride. 
and the bride is his church. Amen? Amen. And your job as, as, as members of the church is to fight for God's kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. The same way I would expect my son-in-law to fight for my daughter and the same way I fight for my wife. Amen? Amen. You come against my wife, it's go time. You come against my daughter, it's go time. And guys, if you don't feel that way, uh, you need to come out to the farm and ride some horses and chop some wood till you get your testosterone back up. (laughs) It's just called a man clinic. Don't get mad. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get mad. Time for men to take responsibility what God birthed them for. That's all it is. It's okay. You can, it ain't never going to be fixed until we go back to the garden and remember how God uh, wanted it to be. It's okay. Um, but he who's joined to the Lord, uh, verse, go to 17. But he who's joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So God's spirit lives within me. i got to be careful of what it is, geese, and that I'm trying to stuff in there with God. Because God shares the stage with nobody. You think, you think my God that's made all eternity and can save your soul is going to share the stage with some dead God? Some statue, some piece of wood, somebody who couldn't raise himself out of the ground? He don't save him. He don't uh, share the stage with Buddha. I can keep going. You can name them all. My God stands alone by himself as the one who came, died, rose three days later from the grave to deliver you from your sin and mine. Get up, church. Don't bring that to this church. Don't bring that mess to this church. That little sissy stuff. That dog don't hunt here. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'll do a couple more verses. Or do you not know I'm in 19? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you've from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So everything I could I do, I should glorify the Lord in it. And we all stumble. That's why Christ died. He knew you were going to get up at night and have a Reese's. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm thinking like, I'm just, I can't get that on mine. I'm like, that thing's got to be eaten. It's just been sitting here. I mean, you, you know, it's in the back of your mind like, and you're trying to like, you know what? I'm going to do good tonight. No, you ain't. And, and, and maybe yours isn't food. Maybe yours is another addiction. But uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 3, and we'll start in verse 6. I want to talk about the foundation that God's already laid. So he's birthed you, and we're going to talk about your spiritual, physical, and all that, the foundation that God has built on, on, on us, in us, and in his church. And we'll kind of tie everything together. I, I think we're doing a good job here today. Let's see what he says here. As I planted Apollos water, but God gave the growth. Amen. I mean, let's be honest. If anything's going to grow, you give it to God, he'll make it grow. If it's supposed to grow. You ever... I told you about me and my gardening experiences. Like last year, nothing grew. And this year, we got a lot of stuff. And 
and it was just all by God, and we prayed over it and everything like that. But there's a lot of things going on in your guys' life that you want growth in that you haven't invited God in. You're trying to get outside the covenant of God, whether it's your marriage or your kids or your grandkids or whatever. You've got to invite them into the covenant. It's a covenant promise that God would give them the growth in, in all these areas. You want them to be better at the Bible or better grades or better whatever it is. Let's just, as a matter of fact, let's just pray for it right now. We didn't do this in any other service, but I just feel led to do it. And, and, and when you lift your hand, that'll mean you're, you're, you want your child to grow or your husband or your whatever it is. Just throw your hand up. Lord, I just pray for growth in this area for that person there. They're, they want their child to grow, their grandkids or, or their marriage or something to grow. Uh, and I just love each and every one of them for being honest today. So hear the prayer in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, and, and what that'll take, Sheree, you'll have to invite him in that area. So come on in here and help me grow this thing. Help me grow this relationship. Help me grow this, uh, you know, this stature so I can withstand the wiles of the devil. Help me grow in this area so I don't come submissive to it. Help me grow this. Help me grow my family and, and my business and everything. Amen? I, I, would, I would love for, for you guys to have all success in that area because the Lord loves you and I love you too. Uh, go to seven. And, and uh, man, I've had this underlined and highlighted in my Bible for so long, I just feel like it's, it's, it's time for this to have a coming out party. Uh, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who's water are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are, for we are God's fellow workers. You're God's field and God's building. So just think of, just think about your, your life and your body being a, a, a building that the Lord is wanting to build on. He's got the foundation. You're, you're built on Christ, and he's wanting to build this, this strong structure. Um, verse 10 says, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Let each one take care of how he builds Upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid. And then he says, which is Jesus. Do you remember what your spiritual house looked like before you were born again? It looked like a shack. It looked like something that the cat drug in. Amen. And we're always trying to fix it and always trying to shovel sand under. Well, it'll be better. Say this with me. It'll be better tomorrow. And then we shovel a little more sand under it. Oh, it'll be Demi, it'll be better. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Or, we, you know, we, you want to start a diet, you're like, you know, well, we're, we're all starting to diet in the morning. <laughs> we're, all, we're all going to get healthy starting tomorrow. And then somebody invites you out for ice cream. You're like, well, we're going to start it the next day, Mark. What you're trying to do is build a house on stuff that you know is going to make it sink. And it's sand. And you can't build anything on sand because it's, it's doomed to sink. And that's what the world wants you to do. Can continue to shovel things. Well, maybe if you just did yoga or maybe... Amen. Or maybe you just did this or you know, maybe if you did that. Verse 12, 
Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, woods, hay, and straw, each one's work will become manifest on the day, capitalized, will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. Fire is the ultimate form of purification. So in the end, God baptizes this world with fire. Everything is burned up and the new Jerusalem comes down here. Amen. Because this, this place is too sinful to, to last forever. So it will all be baptized by fire. It's, it's sin stained. It is sin riddled. And man caused it all. So God's going to deal with it. If it's too hard for you, it's just right for God. Amen. Write that down. And then stand with me on the last part of this, please. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone, anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple? So here we go again. And that God's spirit dwells in you so you can I, I asked the church last night just touch your arm or something just just so you know if you're born again mrs geese in the temple uh, your temple the holy spirit lives in you it would be called it would be called baptism of the holy spirit he lives in you we'll bring the house lights down for just a second i want i want to speak to you on this last piece here I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. I told you this, Diane, until I got saved. For you young people out here, you, everybody, uh, Mrs. Culp is trying to get high on, on drugs and, and all this stuff. Lisa, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff out there now, and the kids are smoking all this weed. It's manufactured, it's chemically enhanced and everything, and we want to know why we got all the shootings and all the people stealing and driving cars into each other, all this craziness. It's because their mind's intoxicated by things of the devil. And we'll talk about the Spirit of God that dwells in you if you're born again. And maybe you had a similar experience. And if you have, after I say this, I just want you to come down here so we can kind of just reminisce on, on the day when we saved. So I got saved. And then two days later, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I want you to listen to me because it's as real as the nose on your face. I was driving down Limburg and I went underneath Olive. And I looked in the rear view mirror and I started to cry uncontrollably. If that's you, you can start making your way down. Maybe, maybe God didn't deal with you that way. And then I had, I had goosebumps come all over me everywhere, all over my whole body. And then I was still in construction. I went out to a job. And my buddy Rob, who was a St. John police officer, was working for me part-time and 
I didn't want to go in and, and, and go back to working with him because I was embarrassed that I was crying about what God was doing in my life. And I went back, I started to walk in the building, but I went back to the truck and I opened up the passenger door and I just laid on the, on the this is back when trucks had bench seats. I laid on the bench seat and I just cried. And I called my pastor on the phone and I said, I said, Randy, I said, I, I'm, man, I am freaking out. I'm freaking out right now. I said, I'm, I'm crying uncontrollably and I got goosebumps everywhere. I said, I'm going back to the tavern right now. He goes, don't do it. Don't do it. He goes, that's the Holy Ghost baptizing you. See, here's the deal. If you don't want the Holy Spirit to fill you, he won't. You have to invite him in. Am I, am I speaking to anybody about myself today? that's you, you can start making your way down because I want to talk to you here at the end. The Holy Spirit dwells in not just Christians, but Christians who truly want to be baptized in God's goodness. It's what I'm getting to, Bert Lee. This is the biggest high I've ever had in my life. And it's never stopped. This happened 24 years ago. Don't spend your money or waste your time trying to, to drink enough to get that high. You'll never get it. You can't smoke enough weed, shoot enough dope, or smoke enough crack to get the high you can get out of Jesus. I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit right now. You can't get enough sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then here's where it's going to get real. After Terry's ordination, he invited one of his friends here, a senior lady, she walked right down to right there and she says oh my gosh she says when I go home and she's a church going woman fine wonderful lady she says when I go home she was she couldn't speak after the Holy Spirit hit her she says I have to go home and rethink this whole thing now oh I want to talk to some church folk God don't want you to get church he wants you to get him And I knew when she was walking down, I knew exactly what she was going to do. Terry, are you hearing me? So it's real, not just for kids or middle-aged people, but all the way up to the senior citizens of the world. And that's what I'm here to tell you, that God not only still saves, but he baptizes. All right. So I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing for years. Ask you this question. It's the most important question you'll ever hear in your life. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb?
Have you been saved? Have you been born again? If you I have I don't have any idea. And I tell you, I don't know if that your friend even knew what I was talking about, but she could feel it. You don't have to necessarily know what I'm talking about. You just have to believe that God wants to do what I said he wants you to do in your life. I told you it's kind of like electricity. You can't see where electricity is, but you got enough faith when you plug a lamp in the in the wall, you're not going to sit in the dark anymore. Oh, that made sense. If you're tired, April, here's what I'm saying. If you're tired of sitting in the dark, you need to come up here right now. If you're tired of sitting in the dark, you need to come up and get and get a little God in your life. Boy, it's a good day. I, I wouldn't trade anything in the world than being at church on a Sunday morning, would you? I, I couldn't imagine my life without God. Let's pray for one another, can we? Would you put a hand on it? on his shoulder. I want to get my brothers and my sisters down here, get some ordained people down here. Brother Terry and Trudy, would you come down and please pray for some people here? You have to be watching now. You've got to tell the devil to watch it now. There's going to be some people who are going to get free. I see you two young people right here. Oh, you can feel it. we got a revival going on in the house today. Just pray for somebody right where you're at. You don't have to understand it. Just ask, just ask God right now. Say, God, if you're real, do it to me. I want you to grab me by the spiritual lapels and shake me to the core. I want to walk out of this building not only a new creature in Christ, but chock full of the Holy Ghost. And I'm ready for my next assignment when I leave here. And I know it'll be a good one because you only give good ones. And it'll probably be to love. Oh, church, it'll probably be to love somebody the same way they loved you before you were saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Oh, they came to you. And they might be with you right here right now. There might be a grandma in this church that's been praying for somebody in this church. For a long time. Let's just fake, face up to the fact somebody's granny somewhere prayed you in here. Some granny. Boy, she's powerful, isn't she? She's mighty in the name of Jesus. So my, my prayer is, is that you have a great day in the Lord today then you tell somebody about the love of Jesus today. And then make sure you give him all the glory. Hallelujah.